Welcome back, guys, to the From the Stands podcast with Alec Wojak and Alex Rodriguez. Yes, sir. Uh, today we're just diving into, man, just U.S. soccer. We're going over the friendlies that just happened, the rather disappointing, no point in having them type things. Um, my entire perspective flipped on it. I thought it was a great chance for us to see kind of what this next uh, next group of players was going to look like, and I was fairly disappointed. How about you, Alex? Um, yeah, I'll agree. Uh, the, uh, I, this camp was pretty disappointing all around. Uh, I think we kind of had um, some good expectations coming into the camp, but overall it, it, it was kind of, I think we were left disappointed. Yeah, it was, oh man, it was, it was not it, man. Just watching USA versus Colombia. First off, empty stadium for uh, USA versus Serbia for starters, man. What kind of advertising is going on in Los Angeles, bro? Uh, well, it was a Wednesday anybody? night. So what? You yeah, I mean, to be fair, me I mean, you said, yeah, you said, oh, but it's still it's the national team playing. Ah, I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, in LA, yeah, highly populated city, no one showing out to the game. Um, disappointing, but I mean, at the same time, uh, do you want to get into the result? Uh, yeah, so starting off USA, uh, we started off pretty good. I'll say Brandon Vasquez, man, scoring a great goal, great header, a great cross in. Uh, I'm assuming it was from Gressel. Is that who <laughs> it came from? Because I'm, I'm still learning a lot of these guys' names. It came from yeah. the right flank, and it came yeah. in. It was a very nice header. Brandon Vasquez scored. 1-0 USA, then everything just went downhill from there. I mean, uh, like, I, I, the Serbian national team was actually pretty good. I think they oh, were yeah. pretty, they were a pretty good counterattacking side, though. Um, but I, I think we still had high expectations from this team. But it's kind of difficult to put together when we consider who we played. Um, so and and it was also what Serbia C B team, um, because Serbia, it, well, Serbia is using players that are don't usually come from like Slavia Prague um or Praha whatever so they're just they're trying to get new players in just kind of how we're using this camp for um but Serbia is not playing a full strength squad um and so I guess for us to get beat by some Serbian farmers they weren't really Serbian farmers but (laughs) just just for it to feel like we got outplayed and I guess out hustled by them was kind of disappointing to watch I think it was it was just a pretty. I think it was just pretty disappointing all overall. Yeah, I saw some. I guess you could say bright spots in there, but really, it wasn't. It wasn't much to honestly talk about. So um, actually, really, I mean, I do want to talk. I do want to touch on one player though, who I thought played really well. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll okay, into okay, that. okay, okay. First off, I want to go against. Uh, we'll go, we'll run through the lineups pretty quick. Uh. So USA, we started, we ran a 4-3-3. Uh, Gabriel Slonina, he was in goal. I thought he did decently well. He had, he, he had a pretty good uh, double he save. A, yeah, he had a good game. I thought he had a really good game. He had a good debut. game. Defense kind of let him down. Um, um, Walker Zimmerman did. Oh, yeah, Walker Zimmerman <laughs> jumping out of the way on a free kick. Kind of crazy. Um, what did you think of Gressel? Um, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought he did okay. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I think for his age, we don't see him 
becoming part of the depth for the national team. So I don't really see why he was included in the first place. Um, so I, I think overall he did okay considering it's Serbia's C team. I just I don't see him getting into the national team setup like at all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think it's too too far down the line. Any plays in the MLS for Atlanta, I don't think that it's gonna be anything like massive for him. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. This is just one of those opportunities that he just got and he's like, Yep, I'm gonna take it, see what happens. But yeah. Walker Zimmerman, disappointing as always, uh pretty much gave up a goal. Uh, <laughs> jumped out of the way of the wall. Uh I see I'm debating how I feel about just because he hasn't even made his LA Galaxy debut, but Jalen Neal. I thought he was solid for a little while, and then his age kind of started to show. Bro, 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 bro. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, bro? This guy was fantastic, bro. What are you talking about? Bro, I right? thought I thought Jalen Neal was fantastic, bro. He looked like a professional player out there, as he should. But for not making his senior debut yet, but for the for the Galaxy, but playing the way he did, he played he played better than Aaron Long did against Serbia. So I would much rather have Jalen Neal at the back than Aaron Long. Um, so I I was I was fully supportive of Jalen Neal in the back. Yeah, but he just he looked shaky. Don't get me wrong. I thought he, I did think he was pretty solid. Yeah, I'm not trying to take away from his performance, and like you said, he's pretty young. He had a goal line clearance. He he just he was pretty good at holding on to players, like following runs and all this other stuff. Distribution was pretty decent. So he did, he did his job. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> he did his job. I just, I mean, hopefully something, you know, hopefully he may establishes himself this season, whether he's in the MLS or somewhere else. But I'm sh- I'm sure he will. It's just his age. It's just his age, but that I definitely can see him still being in the national team picture somehow, some way. Um, but uh, moving on, so this is the guy that I think you were more excited about was Jonathan Gomez. How did you think he he fared? In his- no, I, I I think he did well. Um, I think he did exactly what we expect Anthony Robinson to do, which is get really high up the field make overlapping runs over the left winger, uh, overload the areas. Um, he did really well in that. Um, I think you could see the difference, though, in pace, athleticism, and quality of, like, the first touch. I think with Anthony Robinson, you know his first touch is going to be in front of him. He's going to get on it with pace. He's going to whip it in. We didn't really see that from Jonathan Gomez. Um, I, I think that's just he's just playing a different system when it comes to Real Sociedad. Um, but don't take anything away from him. I think he did well, considering he hasn't made his first team debut for Real Sociedad. Um, so I, th- I think he did well, and uh, I'm pretty excited to see what the future holds for him. Yeah, I would say I, I, I did like him, and I think we both were texting each other during the game saying, you know, I think we I do like this kid, and I think he could add something in the future. Do I think he's yeah. better than Anthony Robinson? I don't think so. I don't think he'll be better than him in my opinion um so but i think he's he's a pretty good option to have there in the future national team setup moving on um i'm just gonna get this one out of the way paxton (laughs) pomical the thing i think the thing is i'll say this like from not even trying to be biased but i'm i want to hear it from you because i know you're biased but okay 
what did exactly because on Twitter, right? Everybody's like, oh, Paxton Pomegal, he did so terrible. He did so- <laughs> watching that when I'm watching the game, what did he do exactly wrong? Unless I completely uh, missed something. Unless I, think- I completely missed something. I think when it came to transition moments, he just wasn't as good as Tyler Adams and trying to make that that read of I need to be here to to intercept the ball and then we're back into the attacking field or attacking part of the field. Um, and then I think his distribution was just meh, like it was just kind of okay. Um, maybe a few combination plays with some of the other midfielders, but I don't think you saw uh i don't think he was doing the same kind of attributes as aiden morris was or alan senora um and so when it came to his job of being defensive minded and trying to intercept the balls it just it wasn't working so i think that was my perspective of he was just there yeah so uh yeah so i don't know i really don't see him having a future with the national team (laughs) i think I, I I mean I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean yeah. Drastic happens, but I really don't see him having a future with the national team just because of the, the midfield that we already have, and also I just don't see him as a national team player unless he just turns into someone really good. Yeah, do you know mid- his age by any chance? Uh, he's like twenty two, twenty three, or around there. So I mean, he has he's still young. He still has time. Don't get me wrong, but is it's not like he's you know. Just one of those players that really sticks out. Of course, he's good for Dallas. I really think he's good for Dallas, because yeah. I'm obviously. But I just don't think he fits into the whole national team setup. You know, hopefully I'm wrong. Of course, I I love watching Paxton Pomikau play, but still. Do you think a move to Europe would help him? I mean, he's so d- him in I, I think uh, Georgi Mihalovic pointed at it that the step up to the Eredivisie was a big sh- culture shock to him. And so I wonder if something a move like that for him would be able to further improve his tactical play in order to become that next Tyler Adams. Mm. But yeah, and just a uh, I mean, I mean the uh, don't get me. Uh, I think the Dutch league is a very good league to develop in. I mean, look at him. Look at Pepe. Pepe scored another goal the other day. Yeah, another player flying under the radar is uh, Taylor Booth. Taylor in Booth that, as well, in that, man. In that five-five tie with. Uh, Georgie Mihalovic. So very interesting to see just the depth that we're having with the U.S. men's national team that I know for Paxton, this was probably a big game for him to step up, show what he's really about, but I, I'm not really sure he impressed many people. No. Uh, moving on, uh, Aiden Morris, what did you, th- I know you were excited about him. How did you think he did? I think he was all right. But okay. There's just some moments where you just like, eh. No, I, I, I thought... Someone on Twitter counted six times Serbia went right past Aiden Morris in the first half. <laughs> no, it's like, a whole 35-second clip of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair, fair enough. I mean, I I don't, I think kind of what we said going into this camp, uh, we just want to see what these guys can provide to the national team, if they'll even be worthwhile, um, because these guys probably won't have a second chance unless they, you know, take the move abroad. Um, so I... I think kind of the statistics will tell you that he didn't really have a big role in us being proactive in the attacking part of the field. Um, but I I, th- I think he was still a good player to watch. Um, he he had some. I think he was kind of he was in the same situation as Paxton, where he made a few link up plays. Um, didn't really do too much defensively, but 
I don't think there's a moment with him that you really went, wow, this this is really what this guy's about. So uh, he did have like, one. He did have one chance to score, and I was really pissed off because it was a three v two. Oh yeah, three. Yeah. And, yeah, he and didn't he pass it. it. He, and he shot it. It was a good shot, but it didn't go in. So that's why I was pissed off. <laughs> it could have been a better chance for other people to score, but I don't yeah. Know, man. So I yeah, I, I was excited. I was I was genuinely excited to see him play and probably thrive, but it just didn't work out. And uh, moving on to another player that I was very excited to watch, Alan Senora. <laughs> yeah, how, how did you rate him? Yeah, you got it right. Hell yeah, I got it right. See, look, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. I can pronounce. Um, I mean, I I liked watching him. Don't get me wrong. He was uh just he's a very technical player, very left footed. So that was the one thing that I noticed about him was well, just everything was left foot. His his passing I thought was very well. Yeah, uh, he had, I remember he had one through ball to Caden Cowell, and it was just right between the defenders. Then it was just perfectly in stride with Caden Cowell's run. I mm-hmm. thought that was very impressive. I think he could be a player for the national team, like uh, a squad player at this moment. But, I mean, obviously not a lot of us know a ton about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, I, we, were, we were texting each other during the game, and it seemed like this guy was – one or two passes ahead of everyone else. Oh yeah. He would, he would make a pass between like two or three players, and then you would see one of the national team players just kind of react to it rather than already be on the same wavelength, which kind of what you already see between a lot of the top players. Um, they already know what to expect from each other, but he just seemed like he was one or two passes ahead, and he made the other players reactive to him. I thought that was really unique to see because um, I don't think any of the other national team players uh show that type of quality besides one player i think you'll mention in the attacking lineup yeah and i think that he was very i he's just always looking to go forward and that's what i really like always yeah. trying to like if you just watch uh just him from that uh game against serbia his passes are always forward he's passing moving trying to create chances and chances and chances and I think that's what we need. I think we need yeah. a lot of creative and attacking midfielders. I mean, we do have some, obviously, but I think the more the merrier. You well, know what he, I mean? he was also really good and kind of filling the role. I don't think defensively, like I would, I would like to make the comparison with Yunus Musa, where Yunus Musa is more. He can probably do the job better defensively, but I think what I really liked between Senora was that he would get the ball and the transition between the defense to midfield to attacking. It just seemed so fluid with him being at the pivot, just controlling that tempo. That's, that was one thing I, I was really impressed by. Yeah, I, I really like him. So I I, I do rate him very, pretty high. Yeah. So I, I hope whatever team that he goes to next, whether it's MLS, uh, Mexico, or even in South America, I hope it's a good move for him. And I hope we you know keep tabs on them for the future yeah um yeah next we got the the front three so i'll start with Kaden cow i think me and you <laughs> i think me and you kind of yeah we definitely stuff. owe him an we, apology we, i want to take this time man, out we sh- say I am, oh man i want to say i'm sorry to Kaden cow <laughs> if you ever somehow listen to this i'm sorry you impressed me. You impressed me. I was impressed. Don't think get me he impressed wrong. everyone. He he impressed a lot of people. I think everybody was pretty surprised by that. I know I was like, like nobody. Like, I did not expect Katie Cowell to put in the shift that he did. I think he could have could have 
had a little bit more chances, but and you know taking them a little bit better. But honestly, I think Caden Cowell has made a name for himself from in front of the national team fans to where they're like, okay, I like him. Can he fit himself somewhere into that squad? So I think he did pretty well. Yeah, what what was good with him was that he I, I like to compare our play, the players in the in the pool to some of the senior squad members is that Kid Cowell looks sim, somewhat similar to Tim Weah where you you get the ball away and you know you're just gonna have pace and aggression at the at the back line. And I, th- I think that was something that was brought different um, with himself where he received the ball take it right on to the defender and the defenders didn't know if he was going to cross it or if he was just going to go for goal. I thought that was, I thought that was a great dynamic to have um, considering that none of the other two attackers really brought that to the game. Yeah. I thought, I think it just our main thing. And I can say this about a lot of players in the national team pool is that I hope that eventually we get a player who has that finishing like aspect to him, like that quality because I think Kane Cowell has a, a lot of tools that can help the national team. So, so you're saying we don't have a player like Memphis Depay? Oh, jeez. All, right. <laughs> All right. We didn't have a player like Memphis Depay in the World Cup. We didn't have one in Qatar. <laughs> so I don't know. But I really think Kane Cowell has – he has the speed. He has the strength. He has, I think, just the mindset of attack, attack, attack. But I would love to see just that finishing quality, that trait just added into his game. Because I think he could be super, like, super good if he somehow yeah. figures that out. So, yeah. Uh, Brandon Vasquez. <laughs> I thought he was I thought he was decent. You know, obviously he scored. So, I think... Is that, is that what you tweeted? You, you said he was he was decent? Oh, no. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. If you look, <laughs> if you look at the goal that Brandon Vasquez scored... Okay, the movement in between defenders and getting onto the end of that cross to make it, the ball go into the back of the net was just world-class, man. It was just great. I loved watching that. Because obviously, like, in real time, I didn't notice it. But once ever, like, the replays came back and showed it, and they just saw what he did. He saw the ball was going to come. He just went in between the defender, like, on the other side and just hit the – I mean, I'm not really explaining it well, like, right here. But you, you get yeah. the gist of it. No, you, I, you just have to I know, watch the video. Uh, I think Brandon Vasquez was really good at trying to shift defenders. Um, the the only thing that I wish we we saw more of was his hold up play. I swear, mm. I swear that's the one thing we want from a from a number nine because we we have all the quality from our wingers and center mids to get forward and create all the chances, score the goals. Uh, if we need a number nine who can finish in the air, then uh, that'd be a plus. Uh, but oh, I feel that like, is such a plus. I, I feel like what we need, though, is someone who's going to hold out the ball and allow us in transition and get up the field and use our pace to score goals, right? Um, I felt like we didn't get that from Brendan Vasquez, and that was something that I was kind of disappointed with. Um, don't, don't take anything away from the goal, though. It was fantastic, but I think for the rest of the game, it was kind of a stalemate for him. Yeah, I... I... I mean, that's what I think we are really missing was just a a striker who could because we we crossed the ball more than anybody in the World Cup, if I remember yep. correctly, and we didn't meet any of them. I mean, we met one, and that was Christian Pulisic. He hurt his nutsack or whatever he did. Yep. But, 
we didn't have a, just an effective striker. Haji Wright was not it. Sargent was not it. <laughs> not it. Jesus Ferrer was not it. No. We left the dude who scored 18 goals <laughs> at home. And then we also left Ricardo Pepe at home as well. So, you know, I I don't know. But no, I really it, it, think... it, it, it will be interesting to see who who will flourish and will take advantage of these next couple of years two or three years to get ready for the World Cup and to solidify their position. Because now now we're looking at Brandon Vasquez, Daryl DK, Ricardo Pepe, um, and especially Matthew Hopp I'm excited for. So uh, I, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm being sarcastic, right, by the way. Yeah, this man is crazy. Uh, going on, <laughs> Alejandro Zendejas. I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. I didn't see much from him, if I'm honest with you. No, like, it, so I, I was I was trying to keep t- tabs of him the whole game. Um, it wasn't until the 75th minute he he woke up. Uh, I, well, I don't want to say woke up, but it was more like, all right, let's get the ball to him. And he started he started do he started changing the fluidity fluidity of the game, and was taking players on. And you could really start seeing his his burst of speed and kind of what he was brought into the camp for, uh, and which was something that. We know if he was subbed off at halftime, we wouldn't have saw at the, the the last 15 minutes. So I was really happy to see that in the last 15, he was able to kind of take on players, change the pace of the game, and make the game almost sort of revolve around him. Yeah, I and that's really what the entirety of Twitter did because, you know, they – I'm glad that, you know, U.S. soccer Twitter is, is growing. So – and USMNT only – they posted a thing. They said, hey, what do you guys think of Alejandro Zendejas? Everybody said the exact same thing that you said. They said that he was non, pretty much non-existent in the beginning. But in the last 20, 25 minutes, he kind of showed what he could have done. So maybe he was just adjusting to the game because obviously this is a big moment for him. Uh, he already made his Mexico debut. You know, he's trying <laughs> to impress for the United States national team, you know, to see where that's going to go. So maybe that just kicked in his mind. I don't know. But they said that he didn't do much whenever Gressel's behind him. But whenever – this is off somebody's tweet. So just interrupt <laughs> me if you think this is true. Someone said didn't see much when Gressel was behind him, honestly. But when Jones came in and especially after Williamson came on, I saw what I think others have seen out of him. He'd definitely be an interesting look with the full senior team. No, I, I agree. I think the majority of the game, it was, it was literally going through – uh, Jonathan Gomez and Kate Cowell, which is why we we say Kate Cowell has such an amazing game. He was he was always taking on players, and it was we were just constantly gravitating towards him. Um, with Jonathan Gomez doing so well, performing like Anthony Robinson, overloading that space on the left wing. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't until De Juan Jones came on that we saw a little bit more pace on the right flank um, and more ambition ambition to get forward, which allowed. Zendejas to get the ball and be more proactive on it, which we could see more of a skill from him. So I was, I, I think it it wasn't until those substitutions, like you know, others are saying that um, we got we got to see more of him and really showcase his quality. Yeah, I think that was just, I think that was a big thing because I think it, he was one of the more exciting players that everybody was like, okay, I'm interested to see like how he plays and all this other stuff. So, uh. In the subs into the Serbia game, there was Dejuan Jones, Paul Ariola, don't need to get into him. Aaron Long, <laughs> definitely don't need to get into him. Kelly Costa, no. Um, let's touch on Matthew Hopp. 
the joke of the joke of the camp. The joke of the entire national team. Oh my god, <laughs> he's not good. I don't know where this came. From. Yeah, he when he was at Schalke, he had a, like a couple good games. And that's yeah. it. has he scored a goal since he was there? And that was like two years ago. I tweeted this and I said he is the Julian Green of the current national team pool. It got a couple likes. Um, <laughs> it, I got the message out there. If you guys don't know who Julian Green is, he was the guy who scored it for us against Belgium. And a lot of a lot of people just thought he was going to be the next big thing. Now he's playing in the. Bundesliga 2 or 3rd Liga or something like that. Yeah. And hasn't been in the national team picture in forever. I think Matthew Hope is similar. Not they do not they are not the same player at all. Don't get me wrong. But Matthew Hope has done nothing to convince anybody that, you know, he deserves a spot in there. He's done nothing at Middlesbrough. He's done nothing at Mallorca, right? No. Oh yeah, yeah, it is done nothing there he's done nothing to deserve a future spot in the national team setup so hopefully this is the last time we ever saw him don't get me wrong i like him i like his just the energy he brings but energy does not mean that you play well so yeah no and energy energy should not say that you're going to be included into the national team um i i think we could see a lot of the i think everyone even on the team expressed their frustration with him um, he didn't even have to have any of the players come on and say, oh, he was terrible, right? Because someone's going to say that. Um, but you can see the body language of all the players once Matthew Hoppy lost the ball. And it was kind of comedic to watch because it was like, you, you, me or us as a viewer, we watch it and we're like, oh, why didn't he do this? This was terrible. And you see all the reactions from like three other players on the screen also just go, man, like what? Like why Why couldn't you do this instead? Um so I, I think it's just kind of self-explanatory that I don't believe Matthew Hopp will, or I hope not, uh, be ever involved with the national team again because I I hope that our depth is going to be a lot better in the future. Of course, like, I don't want to prey on his downfall. And I, I do like him because when he, I remember when he scored his, uh, he was the first American to score a hat-trick in the Bundesliga. And he did that for Schalke. That was exciting. It was exciting because there was another young American coming through. But that move to Mallorca totally screwed him over. I don't know what he was thinking. Because you would think that a team with my, uh, I don't remember if Mallorca was in uh, La Liga or. I think at the time they were in La Liga. Were they in La Liga? Yeah. Uh, Even then, the second division of Spain, obviously still a competitive league. I'm not saying that. But still, you would think that he would be able to do something. Millsbury is not getting any any minutes at all. I mean, they just got Michael Carrick as their new coach. Uh, I think that was in November or something like that. But still. They're flourishing now without him. As a player on loan, you need to impress because I don't know if Middlesbrough has an option to buy or anything like that. But still, you need to impress in order to gain minutes, get the trust of the manager. I don't know what he's doing doing at training and maybe he's not doing anything at all but he needs to start stepping up if he wants to be anywhere near the national team ever again honestly i'm down to move on from matthew hop i think other players deserve more credit than him <laughs> oh yeah let's uh let yeah let's let, let's, let's move on from from him uh i guess you could really move on to usa versus columbia a lot of players we already know so i'll just go through some of the ones yeah, yeah. Already... Okay. sean johnson yeah 
What? Walker Zimmerman, eh. Aaron Long, terrible. As, yeah, as per usual. yeah, per usual. Kelly and Acosta was in there. He was the captain, I'm pretty sure. Um, Paula Riola, Jesus Ferrer, Matthew Hopp were there as well. Uh, so let's just go into the players that we didn't play the first game. Besides DeJuan Jones, he played. Uh, Williamson, he also played. But this is the game where they actually started. First off, uh, DeJuan Jones, how did we how did we like this guy? 25 <laughs> years old, plays, plays for New England. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I look, I think he, I think for me, it's the same as Matthew Hopp, where I'm just like, wow, he, you know, he showed great ambition. Uh, he really wanted to get on the ball. He showed a lot of energy, showed a lot of heart. Um, but so be it, he's not good enough. I think everyone kind of knows he's just not good enough to be on the national team, considering our depth. Um, I think at 25 years old, yeah, last opportunity. Perhaps I mean we see what twenty nine year old Julian Gressel, um, but I don't believe that he's just gonna be um, a squad member of the national team for further for the tournament. So um, you know, like I said, great heart, great desire, but just, I don't think good enough. Yeah, I mean, there's just I don't I don't know I don't think he was a big enough impact for me to be to give him a real a real honest opinion about it. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll. I'll actually pay attention to him once the MLS season starts off, and I'll be like, okay, maybe this guy's good. Maybe he's not that that good. But uh, moving on to John Tolkien, another young okay, prospect, okay, another young prospect. I, I, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. What's your opinion? <laughs> um. Man, you know I didn't watch like the first half of that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're good, you're good. No, no, so uh, no, he actually had a really good game. Um, I think he, I think he impressed a lot of people. Um, defensively, I don't, I don't think he made any errors. Um, but I think he kind of did everything that a generic fullback would do, where it's just tuck, tuck in, defend. Um, you know, don't lose the ball when. Uh, or don't try and be creative or do anything fancy on the ball when you know you're in your defensive half. Um, and it's not like I don't think he was too big of an impact overloading um, the flank. So I think he just kind of did what a basic fullback does: uh, defend well, get stuck in. Um, other than that, I don't think there were any really too impressive moments from him. Yeah, I still do. I still think that he's a. He's a solid, a solid player, of course, for for New York, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of transfer rumors going around about him, possibly leaving, uh, New York, probably going to one of the the Red Bull, Red Bull teams. Uh, I hope Salzburg. Salzburg would be a pretty good move because they they're known for just developing players. So I think, yeah, I think that having a better left back and also developing him in a decent league will be pretty beneficial for us, especially since, you know, we didn't see that. I don't think we saw that much from Jonathan Gomez. So I think that John Tolkien could be a pretty, pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, like we, we already have, like, I, I know I'm going to get sorry for this, but who who is, I swear we have another left back from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Sam Vines. Sam Vines. Oh Sam my Vines, gosh. Uh, Scally. I, I, I think, I, th- I think we have other players that who are, can already fit this category that just, 
I, I, I don't see why Token would need to get involved if we already have kind of players higher up in depth chart, you know? Yeah, do you really want Sam Vines, though? I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, Joe Scally, for example. So He plays for Antwerp, by the way. Okay. He also has a weird-looking face, so I'm going to say he sucks just by looking at his face, bro. Hey, you know what the like the Florida mass shooter looks like? That's what he looks like. <laughs> How's he catching smoke? <laughs> not even being involved. He's not even in the team. Also, <laughs> shout out to my boy John Tolkien. Per sources, New York Red Bull star John Tolkien has reportedly begun dating Margaret Robbie. Oh, nice! What a guy! What is yeah, this? Yeah, bro, in. What a guy! <laughs> Hey, to be fair, we never mind. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna start. I'm not even gonna start with that. I'm not even to be fair. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. Paxton Aronson. <laughs> uh, man, I like Paxton. Him. I think what you liked him. I think he. When I was watching, because keep in mind, guys, I didn't watch the entirety of the game. I had stuff to do. So, yeah, bad on me for being an aspiring journalist and podcaster. <laughs> but still, I think that he was not bad at all. I thought that he was kind of like his brother where he just looks to go forward a lot and he takes on players. So I think that's what I like the most about him. Of course, there wasn't a lot to go Look, off of, I guess. It was a pretty dull game overall. Look, I'm, I mean, we're going to see these characteristics from him, considering we see this from uh, his brother. Um, but I think the biggest difference um, in in quality, especially against Colombia, was the, the physicality. I think um, Paxton was, he wasn't physical enough, but when he did, he was always getting bodied off the ball. Um, and for me, it was it was kind of sad to watch because I, I expected a little bit more from him. Um, but uh, I think I think he'll develop more of that aspect once he gets to um, Eintracht Frankfurt. So, yeah, maybe he's not exactly a hundred percent ready yet, uh, just for the national team. But I, you know, hopefully, I don't know how much he's gonna play for Frankfurt, like for the this next part of the season, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll play for Eintracht Frankfurt too if they have one of those. I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure every team has a yeah, uh, just a reserve, whatever. and then he'll he'll just, work his way up. Yeah. So, any other notable players before our timer? Sabi, I want to talk about that real quick. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't see much from him. No, I think every time he touched the ball, he lost it. So. I'm. I was disappointed. I was really excited <laughs> yeah. for that. I was very excited. I mean, to be him. fair, he only got like 15 minutes. I think same with Sam Rogers. I think uh, I was. I was really. I really wanted to see Sam Rogers start at the back line with Jalen Hill. Um, I really. I felt yeah, like there what was, was no the point of starting. Point? Yeah. Because I, I know you know tweeted. I know you tweeted. I know you. I know you tweeted and said like, "Why are we playing a lot of these other guys when we're trying to look at the new ones?" What was the point in starting Walker Zimmerman and Aaron Long together and not even giving Sam Rogers a, a chance back there? Yeah, I mean, he really got like only 20 minutes. So I think I think for me, that was kind of sad to watch. Uh, he, he didn't really do much either. He just kind of passed the ball around the back. Um, and then, yeah, same with Emmanuel Savvy. Um, I think every time he touched the ball, he lost it. So um, A six-foot-three defender who played 23 games and scored six goals. Yeah. And gave, also gave, given one assist, man. That is crazy to me. 
Mm-hmm. He's a center back. Center back. Keep this in mind, guys. Center back. Exactly. And he's putting these numbers up. I'm disappointed that Sam Rogers was no. not even given a shout. Yeah, but I th- I think wrapping up this camp, um, I I think I'm more or less disappointed. Uh, I I really wanted to see a lot of these new fresh faces um, get more minutes. Um, uh, of course, you can only put eleven players on the field, but I think putting like five main squad members, such as Kevin Acosta, Sean Johnson, two center backs, right? Uh, I I don't see why we or Jesus Ferrer, well, Paul Ariola. I I felt like why involve these players when you can see new faces. Um, so that was disappointing for me. Um, but I think overall, I I don't think we gained as much as we wanted to. So no, I think this camp was pretty much a wasted opportunity from us yeah a very big wasted opportunity to, to really see what this team what some of these guys can do because the fact that uh because i'm pretty sure the sam rogers even play this entire yeah he played 20 minutes he got subbed on like last 20 <laughs> against columbia uh, uh i guess that was i guess that was cool he flew all the way from what norway to la to what to play 20 minutes um, but don't get me wrong; it's always nice to be capped to a national team. Uh, but I, I think in the, I think another proud moment was to see Gaga Solino play. Um, yeah, that was, that I, was, I'm glad that was to see big. him play. So that was that was a big moment. Um, but definitely not going to see Anthony Hudson in the future. So yeah, I I can't wait till we see who our next manager is. There's a lot of rumors going around. Maybe we'll talk about that in another podcast. But that is all the time that we have today, guys. Hope you guys enjoy listening. If you guys want to. You know, reach out to us. We're on Twitter at the Stands Pod. Reach out to us there. We'd love to talk to you, and we shall see you guys next time. See you.